telling me? And this is it? Oh, yes, people. Yes, that's how we're doing it, people. We're back. It's Monday, which means we be recapping the weekend MMA, right? So we had Bellator on Friday, UFC on a Saturday. It's all there, people. So, where my dugs at? Let's get to it, baby. Okay, so like last week, it all got popping off on Friday night with Bellator. This time it was 2.56 and we got the start of another Grand Prix. This time it's the light heavyweight's turn in the spotlight. So um, it was... Mauro Ranallo and John McCarthy announcing John C. Williams in the ring. And, uh, yeah, coming from the Mohican Sun again. So, the main card, right? Main card started with a fight between Don, Dan Moret, even, and Yoti Yamamaki. So this was a lightweight clash. And you kind of had the jujitsu cat against the wrestler. So, you know what I mean? It was an interesting thing. See, how was this gonna go down? Right? So first they they came out the gate. And Yamachi, he's throwing a lot of leg kicks. Moret, he starts to um get in with the act. And Moret gets, well, he, he briefly puts Yamamachi down with a big right. But Yamamachi, he springs back up, right? And um, he gets a takedown. He gets a takedown. And he gets repeated takedowns. But then he's just able to control Moret, right? After a little while... You know what I mean? Moret stops being able to get up again. And um, Yamamachi controls him on the ground. Now, no damage is really done. Because Yamamachi is... He's looking for submissions. Rather than anything else. You know what I mean? He's either on the back looking for the rear naked. Or, you know, the arm bar. But he's looking for submissions. But, you know, he, he controlled around. Um, second round, pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. Third round, Moret, he um, it's funny because he spent the majority of time defending against Yamamuchi, right? Defending, but 
Moret gets a takedown. He is able to get his own takedown. Doesn't do anything with it. Yamamuchi reverses, land strikes, then on the back looking for the rear naked choke. But, but the fight ends with a split decision. Moret win. It was bizarre. It was so fucking bizarre, people. Right? Even, like, from the body language, Moret, like, he knew he'd lost that fight. So when, he, you know, he announced that he'd won, it was just like, oh, man. It, it's an odd... He, he, it, uh, it is a weird one, right? When people, you know from their body language that they know they lost that fight. Right? But then, when something insane happens and they get announced a winner, then they start acting like they just did something huge. And it is, it always feels a little bit uncomfortable. Now, listen, I ain't saying Moret was a chump in there or anything. He, did, he wasn't blown away. Right? It, it, yeah, it was nothing like that. But, I think most people watching this fight will clearly say Yamamuchi won the fight. He had more control. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, so after that one, you're like, oh, what's happening now? All right, so we had a ladies' featherweight bout. Olivia Parker made her debut against Kat Zingano. And... I mean, right, the records, it was a weird fight to book, you know, Zingango coming into this at 11 and 4, and Parker's 4 and 1, so Zingano has so much more experience, you know what I mean, but, um, hey, crazier things have happened, you know what I mean, crazier things have definitely happened, like in the, uh, Oh, gosh. Man, name's completely gone out of my head. He fought last week. He was the vet. Was on Sports Illustrated. And, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, people. But, you know, straight out the gate, right? Zingano, she came in. She went for that takedown. Now, Parker did defend it. She did defend it. But Zingano is just that boost. You know what I mean? So she persisted. She got the takedown. And um, funny thing is, like, Parker was able to reverse it, right? Zingano's on top, but Parker was able to get a reversal, which was huge. It was huge. And I feel she lost it with inexperience. Now, don't get me wrong. Zingano did her thing, and she was slick as hell, but I think when you're a bit more experienced, you know that an armbar is probably coming, an armbar, a triangle attempt, you know something is coming when the legs are coming up your body, but Parker just stayed, didn't try and posture up, didn't turn her body, nothing, so boom, Zingano threw those legs up, had that armbar, and you kind of felt that even without 
you know, reversing. She, she, you know, she didn't have to go belly down to get that, right? She was always going to get that. And I don't know if Parker tapped or if it was a verbal, but you did hear Parker go, aye, you know, which, hey, ain't blaming her for that. When you get caught with that good arm bar, oh, oh, oh my days, people, you do not want that life, right? So, yeah, huge, huge win for Zingano. And, you know, it's not a stacked division. So, you kind of think that maybe she gets to fight the, <laughs> I was going to say the winner of Leslie Smith and Cyborg, when we know the winner is going to be Cyborg. So, yeah, maybe Zingano gets to fight Cyborg. Who knows? We will see. So, um, we stayed at Featherweight, people. And we went to Jeremy Kennedy, Adam Borix. And with this one, yo, I mean, whew, like Kennedy had the reach advantage, but Borix, he was controlling that fight with his jab. Controlling it with his jab, man. He was doing work. Also, it's like, um, his hands were just sharper, right? His hands were sharper, and he, he he was just landing at a better rate, right? Kennedy, he, he was just off, right? He was throwing strikes, but he just seemed a step behind Borix, right? Just seemed a step behind. And um, in the last... Um, <clears throat> 20 seconds, uh, you know, Kennedy gets a takedown, but Borix gets, he's able to get up and he's moving before the round finishes, you know, second round Borix, he's controlling things with his speed and jab still, you know, in the third round, I'd say Kennedy, um, you know, He's trying, he, he's trying, you know what I mean? He's trying, but it's just not coming together. Um, Boris puts him down with a leg kick, puts him down with a nasty leg kick. You know, he's just been eating those legs all fight. Now, the big problem was he, he jumped on him, you know what I mean? Instead of stepping back, making him stand. Because if you can't stand, fight's going to be off, right? It's done. You've won. TKO. Boom. But he, uh, you know, he followed him down and kind of stifled himself, really. Which allowed, you know, Kennedy to get his, you know, get himself back in check. And he's, he gets a takedown from that position in a scramble. Problem was, you know, I he doesn't do anything with it. You know, Boris gets up, Kennedy gets him down again, but you have lost the first. There's no doubt Kennedy has lost those first two rounds. Or if even if, right, even if you think oh, maybe I won one of those rounds, you still think it's way too close to be comfortable. 
So you, you want to make a statement in this round. And you think this is Kennedy's opportunity to make that statement. You know what I mean? But he doesn't. He doesn't do it. So instead of dropping elbows, doing damage, because he needs a stoppage, he, he's not doing anything at all, right? He doesn't make any damage, yeah? Nothing, nothing. It's, it's yeah, it was odd, but definitely a well-deserved win for uh, Borix. And, yeah, luckily this was unanimous, <laughs> not iffy like our first fight all right so we go to the co-main event which is a ladies flyweight clash and the debut of vanessa porto former invicta champion you know but she's going up against liz camouche and um interesting with this fight camouche was working a lot of her of her uh, jab you know, she was keeping things at distance. The first round was, I mean, it was close. Neither was really committing to anything. The only thing with that first round, Porto was the one pushing forward. But, yeah, I don't know. Neither was shining, really. Second round... It started off pretty much like the first, but then Carmouche, she kind of decided to come forward and took control, right? She was, you know, dominating Porto on the fence, pushing for a takedown. You know, she was landing good counters, and it was the pressure, so much pressure. You know, in the third round, Porto, she tried to press the fight a bit more. Tried to press it a bit more, but Kamouche, man, she just had better timing. You know what I mean? Her attacks were more varied. She she was just a notch above, right? That's that's how it came, man. Like Porto had the heart, but it was just like you know what I mean. Kamouche had the the optimal skill set to win this fight. You know, and she landed some big shots, right? So, uh, the main event, right? The main event. And it was the rematch. It, it's the rematch between Ryan Bader and Lioto Machida. It's a light heavyweight clash. But here's the thing. <laughs> you know, they, they fought a long ass time ago. 11 years, right, 11 years ago, you know, it was August 2012, that's when they first fought, you know, so, I don't know, there was a lot being made about this huge rematch, but you have to remember, Yero Machida is, um, he's 42, <laughs> You know what I mean? Coming into this fight, Machida is 42. You're soon to be 43. And, yeah. See, Bader's 37. Right? So, five years. And and I think what you usually notice, cats are, are 
they can hold up, but as soon as they go past that 40, that's when things go squirrely, right? The only person that seems to be able to just do it, do it, is motherfucking Yo Romero. You know what I mean? But he's a freak. Um, And yeah, so now, don't get me wrong. The first two rounds of this fight were Machida. Machida was, he was utilizing his kicks. Woo! Head kicks, body kicks. He was mixing it up, leg kicks. And those body armor just smacking those into Bader's trunk. And Bader, he's trying to land a big shot. So he's jumping in, he's missing. You know what I mean? Like Machida is showing good footwork, being evasive. Superman punch off the fence, all of that jazz. So Machida is doing very well. But there's always the but, right? You um you know, you you notice a you notice a huge difference, right? There's a huge difference. So, in like in that second round, um, everything is fine. Like Machida is winning the fight, and he probably won the round. But two minutes le- left, Bader hits a takedown, gets a nice double leg, boom, it's on the ground. Doesn't do a great deal of damage though. Right, that's why I kind of feel Machida still won that round. But coming into the third, you could see how much that had... Just having Vader on him, that had worn out Machida. That had impacted on Machida's stamina. So, in the third round, right, um, Vader gets another takedown. This time, it's three minutes in. Do you know what I mean? So there's three minutes left in the... Sorry, it's two minutes in. So yes, three minutes left in the fight. Bader gets a takedown. And he was doing a lot better on the feet. Right? And this time, Bader's doing damage. He's dropping elbows, landing shots. He's marking up Lachida. Fourth round. Right? Fourth round. What do you think happens, people? Yeah, before the first minute is done, Bader gets the fight to the ground. Here and that was the fight. Fifth round, the same. Quick takedown. And he's doing damage. I you kind of feel right. As I said, they're like, oh yeah. And um Bader, he's getting his revenge. And I'm just like, yo. Like, Machida, he's good for two rounds, right? And we've seen this from older Machida. The stamina isn't there. Yeah, so I don't... Man, anyone that... I I can't really feel that you're like, yeah, I'd beat a full two-year-old. Because he's not the same... He's clearly not the same fighter, you know? I did wonder about Bader coming into this fight. Because he just, he didn't look very good in that last one. Right, when he lost the belt. And you weren't sure how that was going to affect him. And I have to say, he definitely bounced back. 
I would I do kind of wonder though he should have been able to stop this fight. Right? Should have been able to stop this fight. It was a bit like um, you know, Derek Bronson on Kevin Holland the other week. You were just like, Man, you, you shouldn't have been able to stop that fight. Right? With all that time on top. And and you can't it's, it's just like Arr. You know, there's, there's gonna be there's younger and hungrier light heavyweights, and you just think that if Bader gets in this position and can't put someone away, and there's someone who's gassed, they're gassed, they're tired, they're beat up. If you can't put that fighter away, man, it, it's gonna cause issues for you. You know what I mean? Gonna cause issues. But good win for Bader, there's no doubt. No doubt. He implemented the game plan to um win the fight. You know? And that was again, as I said, look, first two rounds, Machida won those rounds. You know what I mean? You won those rounds, you feel. Now, the weirdest thing in this fucking fight, right? Last round. Morello says Shout out to Rough Rider DMX. Who um has part? I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck are you doing? Would like shout out to the dead DMX? Like you, you, I. It was you know if you just said, oh news just in. This is a tough one. We've been playing these songs during the night, but we've just heard that DMX has gone, man. Rest in power, D. Loved your music. If you'd said something like that, I mean, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't expect, you know, Morello to be like, rest in power. <laughs> but if you had said something like that, I'd be like, all right. But when you are just like, oh, and shout out to, it's, yeah, don't just, don't say anything at all. Right? Don't say anything at all because that just comes off weird. Comes off super fucking weird. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I will say the commentary was a little better than last week, this week. So there was that. But um, yeah, another Bellator event is done. Okay, people. So. There it is. Now, this was a good card, right? 13 fights. And although, you know, although there was only five finishes, you know, only five finishes, but the eight decision fights were still very good friggin' fights, people. Still very enjoyable. You know what I mean? Uh, so we had Anik, um, Cormier, and Cruz doing uh, the announce booth. And good chemistry right there, people. Buffer, you know, he was there. Megan Levy, And it was the debut of the Venom Kids. And i got to say, you know I mean? I think seeing them just in photos, it's hard to... It was hard to really judge them, but 
seeing them in action. I like these kids. You know, I, I think it's just, it's not just a, a flat color. You know, they, they mix it up with the white zigzags and the lines and everything like that. Yeah, I like these kids. You know, I thought they looked good. But that's not the thing, people. We had some had some good fights, very good fights. Had oh man, there was one real, real crazy decision. I mean, uh, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I myself thought it went the wrong way, but you know, it was one of them things. There was. Yeah, a, 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 a couple of split decisions on the card. One that was definitely not a split decision. Like, it was crazy. It was just like, how the fuck is that a split decision? What is going on? What is happening? So, yeah, some goofy shit. But, as I said, look, great fights. Great fights. So, our second fight on the card, right, we had... A light heavyweight clash between William Knight and Dayon Jong. And this fight, man, it, it, it was just a rinse and repeat affair for Dayon Jong. Because he realized he could take William Knight to the ground. Could take him down and just control him. And that's what he did. And they were just simple takedowns. It was the thing. It was anything crazy. Um, yeah, it was just over and over again. And Knight just did not know how to fight the takedowns. Didn't know how to fight the takedowns. And you just think, ah oh, man, you definitely need to work on that shit. Definitely need to work on that. Because... It got to the point where I think Knight was so, oh man, drained just from Jung weighing on him. You know, there's no threat anymore of, um, you know, him doing anything on the feet, landing that big shot. Like, he didn't give up, but yeah. You 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 saw there was nothing that was gonna happen here, nothing that was gonna happen. Um, so we then let's go to. Oh man, so Jack Shaw Hunter Azure. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're not gonna go to that. We're not gonna go to that. We'll come back to that one, people. All right. So let's see, John Medesi, Ignatius Bahamandas. Right, and um, this fight, but like Barmahomedes had missed weight slightly, which I, you know, is definitely not the best, not the best for your debut, you know. What I mean? Um, and it, it was an interesting one, right? Barmahomedes, he came out, he was looking, oh man, he was looking good, right. He was, do, he was switching that stance a lot, right? Mixing up his attacks. Now, Medesi, he's, um, he was getting off some counters, right? But Barmadas was, you know, 
he was just doing everything well. He was just doing everything well in there until Medesi landed a huge right. Huge right. Hurt Bamas, right? He's, um, yeah, he is swinging, all right? Medesi, um, hits another big right, man, and you're thinking, like, oh, fuck, what is gonna happen here? But, you know what I mean? Bamadis, he, he did well, he got his composure back, hits a nice elbow in the clinch, right, um, Medesi ends with a big right, but he stays in the fight, which, hey, you know, hats off to him, right, uh, second round, Bahamidis, he's, uh, he, he looks like he's reset, you know, he's landing well again, and um, he, he's got his range You know, he's got his range And he's doing very good work from range You know um, Controlling the octagon And Medesi, he starts to He's starting to put some pressure on Right, starts to put some pressure on He's pushing forward He's got the power He's got that power now, Bamandas, he lands a great right uppercut. Medesi, he takes the back at one point. Yo, know, they're, they're really, man, they're, they're really going back and forth. It's an interesting fight. Bamandas, he, he's hitting some good elbows. So, it's all about that third round. And um, Medeski is... Man, he, he's bringing the fight to Barmadis, right? But Barmadis, he gets a takedown. Can't, you know, land any damage. But, man, he's doing his thing. This is it's very close. It is a very close fight. That, you know, it's hard to tell, right? It is, it's definitely hard to tell. I think... It's the power shots from Medesi that gets him the win. It's the power shots from Medesi. I think what it will teach Bahamadas is to um, really utilize that range. Right? Because it was just a few... I think it was him going for those spin attacks. There was a few spin attacks he went for that, you know, Medesi read... Like, you knew they were coming, so he could avoid and then get inside. You know, so, I mean, Bama does, he, he needs to stop with the obvious spins and not throw as many, which then makes it harder to predict, you know, because you don't, you don't want to give people the opportunity to get in if you're trying to work from range, you know, and from range, oh my days. He was looking so good. So good. So, yeah. You know. I think it's a fight you can learn a lot from. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That was was interesting, right? Oh, my days. So, the last fight on the prelims. Right? We had the veteran Jim Miller 
against the rising star Joe Selecki. And this was a oh, this was a very interesting fight. Both have good jujitsu. So the big thing was, and hey Dominic Cruz, he's thinking the same thing, right? We're gonna get some scrambles, we're gonna get some wars. It's gonna be like combat jujitsu right here. Not quite. Not quite. So Selecki, he's throwing some very nice combinations. Real nice combinations. But Miller's keeping his composure. You know, he's um yes, you know, landing some good kicks. Right? Selecki, he's showing good movement, you know. Um and he's he's landing a very nice right. Right? Finding a very nice light. He's looking for the takedown, but Miller's able to stuff it. Shalecki pulls guard, but Miller, very heavy on top, very strong on top. He's smart. So he turns Shalecki into the fence, which stops him from being able to, you know, do a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't posture, you're just crammed against the fence. It makes it hard to try for, like, triangles, arm bars, all of that jazz. You know, you can't flip someone because the fence is there. And Miller was able to utilise that to control the rest of the round. So we go into the second. And Miller's pushing forward. You know, out the gate. He's coming forward. He's seen the way he can win this fight. Now... Um, Selecki though, you know what I mean He's He's understanding of what's going on He gets a nice reversal on the fence Right He he goes for a takedown He eats a nice knee But Doesn't stop him Doesn't stop him And he gets a takedown And um, Although at first Miller You know, he tries for a triangle and stuff Selecki fights it and then, like Miller did, controls the ground from the top. You know, he controls it. Just stifles anything Miller can do. So we're into the third. And it's just like, oh, we're not getting scrambles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Once one person is on top, that's it. Right? So it's just, who is going to do what in the third? Right? So Lecky pushes forward. And um, he goes for the takedown. Miller defending it well, but Selecki eventually gets it. And um, yeah, smothering top game takes it, basically. Smothering top game takes it, which is, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting fight. Now, I just say, people, the fight that opened up the main card, Mike Perry against Daniel Rodriguez, welterweight clash, and da damn, Daniel Rodriguez looked pretty sensational. Pretty goddamn sensational, people. He was putting it together so goddamn well. It was crazy. You know, he had just this stiff, heavy jab 
this one two he was rocking perry it seemed with every shot you know just landing these huge shots on perry perry just man he 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 landed some shots but just nothing had the same effect right remember when perry came into the ufc he's knocking people out knocking people out these shots just weren't doing a thing to friggin' Rodriguez. You know? It was like, damn. Now, Perry does get a takedown towards the end of the round. Right? But, yeah, that doesn't really do a whole lot with it. You know, second round, Rodriguez, man, it's, it's just that jab. It's just that jab. He is just eating up Perry's face. It looks like he might have broken his nose. I don't even know. Now, Perry, he was getting good takedowns, right? Got a nice body lock takedown. Looking for the back. But Rodriguez, you know, he got up real well. You know? Got up very well. And then just continued to put it on Perry. Right? And the third round... More of the same. Rodriguez, he's just landing these huge shots. Landing these huge shots, just fucking up Perry. And you're just like, oh. You're just wondering, can he get a finish? You know, that was the big question. And, um, you know, Perry was able to survive the fight, which, hey, all power to him. All power to him. But that was one-way traffic. Daniel Rodriguez was pretty damn impressive. Pretty damn impressive, people. Alright, so, um, co-main event, Arnold Arnold, Arnold, blah, 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 Arnold Allen against Sadiq Youssef. Yo, this was a featherweight clash, and, whoa, this fight, people. This was a great fight, and I've got to say, I do not think this is the last time we see these dudes go up against each other. You know, I've got a feeling that, you know, they'll be fighting again at some point in their careers in the UFC. You know, Yusuf, he loses his UFC O, but, man, it was a good fight. It was a very good fight, right? Allen was showing sensational movement. But as Yusuf, he's pushing forward. He's pushing forward. And so many times it looked like, oh, has he trapped Allen on the fence? And then Allen, boom, utilized the jab or some footwork. And he's away. He's away. It was, oh, god damn, it was slick, right? Allen, he went for a takedown, you know? Well, he gets a takedown off the kick. Yusef, though, uses a guillotine to get up, which was very nice. Right? Alan, though, he's just landing so well. His left isn't missing. He's hitting that jab. Gets another takedown. Landing elbows in the clinch. Man, Alan is looking great. Right? Looking great. And he um he hits a left 
that rocks Yusuf, rocks him, you know, puts Yusuf on the floor, but Alan doesn't rush it, doesn't rush it, keeps calm, which is smart, because Yusuf, you can see, like, his conditioning is so good, right, although he gets put down with the left, he, he, he's still in the fight, still in the fight, so second round, right, and, um, man, you know, Yusuf is using some good leg kicks, right, good leg kicks, Alan, he is a left, a nice left and an uppercut, still got that great movement, you know, and he lands a head kick that you, you just, you're thinking, how is, how is Sadiq still here? <laughs> it was crazy, you know what I mean? It was crazy. And again, it shows tremendous, you know, conditioning. Because Yusuf, he, he's still landing good front kicks, leg kicks. He's still doing very good work. And he wins the third round. Wins the third round. You can see that Alan, he, he's definitely used a lot, definitely used a lot to, um, you know, to put on his performance, he he has worn himself out a little bit, and he said that in his, you know, conversation with DC after the fight, you know, but still very good performance, because even though tired, Yusuf isn't running away with the third, but he, you know, he, he does some very good work, does some very good work, and you, you can't deny him the third round, but huge win for Allen, huge win, he's disappointed because he doesn't get a finish, but I think you, you're going up against someone who, like yourself, was unbeaten in the UFC, and only one loss as a whole, you know, he's someone that is shown time and again their skill. You know, so to not finish Yusuf isn't a, you know, I mean, it's not a badge of dishonor because Yusuf is such a high caliber opponent, you know. So, yeah, very, very good win for Arnold Allen. And, man, it's going to be interesting to see who he fights next, you know. Alright, so, um, yeah, we're going to leave it there, you know, I think, um, well, we'd still got three more fights, right, still got three more fights, okay, so we've only done five of the decision wins, right, so technically there are three more, but we're going to look at the next two, right, so we had a featherweight bout, Jordan Griffin against Luis Saldana, and both contender series vets, both very good, you know what I mean, Griffin has fought some of the top fighters in the division, Saldana's making his debut, so it's like, oh, what is going to happen here, now, Saldana, he, um, he opens up, he's looking sharp, he's looking sharp, right, fast hands, fast kicks, 
Griffin, though, he's bringing the pressure. He's trying for a takedown, but Saldana's able to avoid. You know? Um, man, Saldana hits a spinning back fist. Very nice. Griffin, though, he keeps coming forward. Keeps coming forward and he's landing. Showing very good movement. You know? Avoids some of the, um, the shots from Saldana. Gets a takedown. Now, Silvana is eventually able to get up, but he is looking a little bit flustered. And um, Griffin hits another takedown before the end of the fight, right? So we go into round number two. Round two. And, uh, you know, Griffin, you know, he's, man, he's closing down the space really well. Closing down the space really well. So Dana, he's um yeah, trying to stay long, right? Keeping it at range. But he slips. Allow you know, allows Griffin to uh, get on top, which isn't what he wants. You know, so Dana, he goes for an armbar, um, transitions to a leg lock in the scramble. Nearly gets guillotine, right? Before um being able to back into space, right? Which um man, it was uh, some nice little uh, movements on the ground, right? So uh, Griffin, though, he's able to get another takedown, you know, and he shows great control on the top. Nearly getting a rear naked choke at the end of the round. So we go into the third. Go into the third. So Donnery's pushing forward. Pushing forward. Um, Then Griffin starts to apply the pressure. Starts to apply the pressure. So Donner, though, he's still, you know, he's still got speed. Right? He's not slowed. Which is definitely good. You know, Griffin, he's, um, you know, he's still pushing forward, man. It is all to play for. All to play for. So Dana, he, he's going for a takedown. Griffin nearly gets a choke. But so Dana escapes. He's on top. He's trying to take the back. Loses position. Griffin ends the round on top of Sildana, dropping some shots. Right, so from everything... You are thinking that Griffin's won that fight. So Dana gets a unanimous decision, which it was definitely a shock. Now, it's not to say Sultana was bad, but the pressure and the control time that Griffin had, it's a um it's a surprise. Right? It was definitely a bit of a surprise. Hearing? Does mean Sodana is able to open up his UFC account with a nice win. Big win. And I think it will show him the the things he needs to fine-tune. But that's a tough loss for Jordan Griffin. Definitely a tough loss. So, we then... Go, literally the next fight. We've got Hunter Azor against Jack Shaw 
in the bantamweight division. And, oh my gosh, this fight was crazy. Shaw is, man, he, he's just so quick. So quick, right? Hits first with some kicks. Uh, they're both just primed, right? Azor, he's um trying to impose his will. But, you know, Shaw ain't having it. Ain't having it, right? Gets a takedown. Can't hold it, but sticks to Azor and eventually gets another takedown. Azor is able to reverse, but Shaw's able to get up, you know? And he hits a nice counter and a head kick to end the round, right? Second round, Azor's coming forward. Shaw's movement is just, man, it's something, right? It is so slick. He's able to hit a nice right. You know, he's really putting it together. Right, really putting it together. Um, he 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 lands a kick that puts Azor down briefly. Azor's up. You know, they're going back and forth. It's um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, there's a scramble on the ground. Azor gets top, but Shaw uses a guillotine to get to get to his feet. You know, a bit like. Uh, what Griffin did, you know, um, and yeah, he, he's just hitting that one, two, that very quick one, two, his hands are so freaking fast, it is insane, right, third round, sure, man, he's out quick, out quick, just closing the gap, landing, Azor attempts to take down, sure, defends it, and they're just going for it. Azor has a nice right out of the clinch. Shaw hits a left hook. He's jabbing extremely well. Gets a quick takedown. You know, you're just like, yo, this fight, people. You know, fight ends with um, Shaw on top landing big shots, right? So you're like, yeah, sure won that fight. It was a great fight, you know, but he he just had a few more tricks. Had a few more tricks. Had the speed, you know, just that variety that was a bit too much for his all. Ended in a split decision. Ended in a split decision. And you're looking you're like, how the fuck is that fight a split decision? What is happening here? This is insane. It is crazy. Some crazy shit. But yeah, there you go. Two insane decisions on the night. Now, one, it was crazy, but it went to the right fighter. The other one, I don't know, people. I really don't know. I thought Griffin won the fight. I mean... Hats off to Soldana, but yeah, I did think Griffin won that fight. So we had three submissions 
Three submissions tonight And we came out the gate With one of them Right, so we had The welterweight clash Between Sasha Palnikov And the debuting At the weight class Right, at the weight class people Impa Kasanani Right, so um it was an interesting one to see this fight because, you know, Impa has been out since his defeat to Joaquin Buckley. You know what I mean? That huge defeat. And he's also dropped a weight class, right? And got to say, he was moving very well in this fight. Very good movement. You know, he, he came out... You know, he wasn't just standing in front of Palanikov. You know, I mean, he he's bobbing and weaving in and out, throwing leg kicks, attacking, and um, hey, I have to say, Sasha, he opened up well. Good movement. You know, he landed some good shots, right? A few kicks. Now, Impa did hit him with a nice right, but they were still still moving. And crazy thing is. Impa caught one of Sasha's kicks, caught one of his kicks, landed two rights, bum, bum, walked him back, got him to the fence. Sasha would have gone down, but he was grabbing the fence a little bit, just a little bit, people. But he got, Impa got a body lock, got him down to the ground. And you can see he's trying to, at first it looked like he's looking for an arm triangle. He's showing good top pressure, you know, very good top pressure um, on Sasha. But he he wasn't able to uh, get any submissions. And Sasha was able to get higher head movement and get up. So they're back on their feet. And, um, yeah, you know. Imper is showing he wants to get this fight to the ground, which is definitely an interesting, uh, interesting one, you know, making your debut a new lighter weight class, right, so he must have been doing a lot of cardio, Gary must be very pleased, well, you'd think with the approach, right, that someone is very pleased with their cardio work, you know, they can implement a wrestling heavy attack, but yeah, you know, so that's what Impa was trying to do that Sasha, you know, he, he's avoiding a lot of the takedown attempts Right, he's avoiding a lot of them But Impa is very persistent Very persistent, you know, land some elbows, some big shots Everything like that You know, it was a good showing from Impa in the first And as the um, second round starts Right, second round is starting in Palanda right. He connects with a nice right hand. Sasha's wobbled. Impa straight away jumps for the back. Right, jumps for the back. Can't sink in a choke. Can't sink in a choke. Um, but he's persistent, right? He, he's still, he's moving. He loses the back position. But as Sasha gets up, he trips him, takes him down, right? Sasha goes to get up. Impa grabs him, grabs him from behind, arm straight away underneath the neck. But 
hasn't got hooks in. He then jumps on the back. Still no hooks in. But he squeezes. Woo! He squeezes people. And um, Sasha has to tap. Right? Which... Man, it's kind of crazy because no hooks are in. So you're thinking, I, he should be able to implement a some sort of escape. But no, that squeeze, oh, that squeeze was tight. And Sasha, the only way out was for him to tap. So big win on his return and at the new weight class. Very nice performance from Impa Kasananai, people. So, from our opening fight of the night, we jump to the second fight on the main card. It's a strawweight clash between the very interesting, you know what I mean, Mackenzie Dern, right? And um, Jiu-Jitsu Wiz, who's adding striking. Right, which whoo, definitely making her dangerous. But she was fighting the returning Nina Nunes. You know, people, Nina Ansaroff, right? So she gave birth to a, a cub. You know, I mean, definitely a cub, man. A girl, her wife, yeah, a wife. Is the lioness, right? Amanda Nunes, the champ, trained to American top team. So you know, you know, she has caliber training partners. We also know she's good on the ground. We've seen her on the ground, right? So um, this is a good fight because, hey, when Mackenzie came back from having a kid, and she looked great. Right, looked great. So there was no doubt that Nina was going to be looking good. So um, fight starts, and I think as we saw in the last fight, Dern, she likes to throw. She likes to throw. Now, one thing she definitely does need to work on is to not be as reckless because. God damn, she was racing forward, throwing hands, and Nunes was able to um, land a few times, but Dern was just relentless, she was just coming forward, man, coming forward, you know what I mean, and uh, she gets, uh, you know, Nunes to the fence, and it's a perfect takedown, it was a perfect takedown, it was just... Boom, it's done. Now, Nunes, you know, as I said, look, she's worked on the ground before. Worked on the ground before. And, you know, so she was utilizing a high guard, utilizing a very high guard. But Dern, she's, you know, what I mean, as Dre said, she's been there, she's done that, right? And so, uh, you know, she's savvy on the ground, she knows what's going to be coming. So she uh, just, boom, changes posture, gets out of any situation. And when you say the slickness she used to get into mount, I don't know if butter is that slick, people. Oh, my gosh. Right? Into mount. And 
she's moving up the body, right? Moving up the body, dropping shots, moving up the body. And you're thinking, armbar, right? An armbar. But she's not rushing anything. Not rushing a damn thing, right? And we're getting close to the end of the fight. Close to the end. Where it's about, oh, 40 minutes. 40, <laughs> four minutes, four minutes, 40 seconds. <laughs> yes. And she starts to posture up, right? Starts to posture up. She gets the arm, legs over, and now she sits back. You know what I mean? As I said, look, nothing rushed. Sits back. And it's all about fighting that grip. And she's, oh my gosh, she's meticulous. Meticulous. Got that arm just shifting. Shifting the posture. Shifting, you know, her legs. Separating that grip. And once she got that separation, it's done. It is done. Anita, man, she, there's nothing she could do. Nothing she could do. She had to tap. Had to tap. Right? 12 seconds left in the fight, people. Went around. Right? So, a huge win for Ansaroff. And, yeah, she looked very good. She looked very good. But Nina didn't look terrible. That's the thing. She didn't look terrible. It's just Dern is that good on the ground. That good on the ground. And uh, our next submission, people, was the very next fight. I know, right? So we've got the middleweight clash between Julian Marquez and Sam Smiling Alvey. So um, Alvey moved down from light heavyweight to middleweight. And Alvey looked good. Alvey looked very good. And so I do feel that the, the move down was possibly because... You know, when you have to cut, it means you have to focus on. So it kind of hones you in a bit more. I think that possibly was the reason, you know what I mean? But, yo, this fight, man, it was an interesting fight, you know? So the fight starts and Marquez, he takes center. He takes the center and, you know what I mean, he, he, he's bouncing around. He's looking to attack. Algvi... You know what I mean? You can see from Albie's sons, he's ready to let go. Ready to let go of a bomb. You know? And his counters aren't bad, right? He's landing the left counter well. Marquez, though, he's varying up the attacks. You know, leg kicks, body, head. You know, just moving it all about. Um, Lands a nice right. Alfie, he's, oh man, he's winging some bombs, and he's just missing Marquez. Marquez hits a right, which stuns Alvi. But, hey, Alvi, credit to, you know what I mean, the practice and the stamina, because he got back to it pretty quickly. He was backing up towards the fence, though, which, not the best option, because it just allowed Marquez to, um to land, and just to keep that pressure on him, you know, and Marquez, he's landing crisp shots, landing a lot of crisp shots, you know, um, interestingly though, towards the end of the round, it did seem that Alvi may have hurt Marquez, right, so it's just like, all right, 
first round. I think Marquez won the first, but Alvi has shown that he can hurt you. You know, so this is a hey, everything is to play for people. Second round, Alvi he he comes out lands a good right hook, but Marquez, oh that right overhand is not missing. He's not missing. He catches Alvi. Catches Alvi with a ah uh, a crisp shot. Alvi goes down. And Marquez, he he follows him, he gets that rear naked, and uh yeah. Boom. Just solid I mean it wasn't again, it was not even like hooks and Man, it's just that squeeze. Just that squeeze. And uh, Alvi had to tap. Well, he didn't even have to tap. Alvi went out. Alvi went out. You know? Which, man. He, I mean, he was fighting it all the time. So, Alvi, he, he's a smiling warrior, man. There's no doubt about that. But, yo, these were, man, very good submissions. Very good submissions, a lot of fun, you know, especially, um, hey, we're getting, you know, we were leading closer to the main event, but yeah, great, um, great subs for the night, people. So, even with these, these great fights, right, we had some great fights, people, these decisions, you can't beat a knockout. Right, there's something about a knockout and one fight where you just were like, Yeah, this this is gonna end with something was our heavyweight clash between Jorgen de Castro and Jaris Dano. Right? Dano was making his return to the cage after a man, he was out for a while, right? He was out for a big chunk of time, you know. His last fight was against Christian Colombo at UFC Fight Night 93, 3rd of September 2016. You know, it was headlined by Andre Arlovsky and Josh Barnett. Man. You know, the, the co-main was um, our boy, Jan Blakovich, the current light heavyweight champ. You know, he went up against Alexander Gustafsson. You know, lost that fight. Right? Ryan Bader was still in the UFC at that time. You know, this was a long-ass time. Long-ass time ago, man. You mean it was the um, the first run of Nicholas Dolby? <laughs> you mean, man. But um, yeah, that was the last time uh, Jano had fought in the UFC. You know, but um, hey, he was making his return, people, making his return. So, man, this fight, right? Started off and um, yeah, Dano he's showing some very good movement for a big guy. 
very good movement and he is attacking Castro's legs, which makes sense, right? Attack those legs, you take away the power because you haven't got anything to pivot on, right? So, um, yeah. Now, De Castro, he is looking ready to uncork those bombs. And we are seeing more activity out of Castro than we had in the last fights. Right? So that was promising. You know, but Dano was just still eating those legs. Castro's not really doing a great job of blocking those. Um yeah, Danu comes in, he gets a clinch, lands a heavy left, but Castro, whoo, big right, big right. Danu's not flinching though, man. These these dudes have landed big shots, both have eaten them. You know what I mean? Neither has like taken a step back. It's like, yo, what is it gonna take? You know? Danu gets a takedown. But surprisingly, Castro, boom, pops right back up. Right back up, which is impressive. You know what I mean? Definitely impressive. So, man, it, it, it's, you know, it, it, everything is real bubbling now. Real bubbling. Castro, he's coming in for blood. Coming in for blood. And just like that, Dano lands a counter right. And boom, Castro's lights go off like Thanos has clicked his fingers, people. It was brutal, brutal. But, man, you could see just the relief, the the excitement, the energy in Dano in his interview with DC. It, it It was a great thing to see, people. It was a great thing to see. So, we just had one more knockout after that. Well, TKO. You know, and it came um, second to last fight on the prelims. We had Scott Holtzman against um, Matthias Gamu. You know, and um, isn't, we'd seen Gamu. You know, and he made his debut. Didn't quite go to plan, but... Yo, he, he was a hot prospect on the regional scene in Europe. And, um, you know, you could see he, how he was good in the first fight, right? And in this one, and his movement, oh, my gosh, his movement was slick, you know? And that's the thing he'd said. He was like, um, I forget who said it, but he told one of the announced team that... He wasn't as active in his first fight because he he was worried he wasn't able to go the fifteen with by implementing the game plan, you know, take down heavy game plan. This time though, he's now training at American Top Team, and he yo he didn't stop, didn't stop. You know what I mean? It was uh, impressive. Holtzman. He was hitting some nice counters. Um, you know, and Holtzman was loading up. Holtzman was loading up. He was looking to land bombs. You know, looking to land bombs. Gamont, he, he lands a takedown. You know, he 
He's getting those takedowns, people. Right? That was good. Huntsman's able to get up. Hits a nice counter. Uppercut. But come on. He, he's pushing forward with the jab. You know, landing it well. Hitting the body. You know, lead, which gets him another takedown. Right? So, yeah, it, it, it's working. His game plan is definitely working. You know, he does stumble, allowing Holtzman to get on top. But that doesn't really... You know what I mean? able to get up. It's fine. So, we go into the second round. And Holtzman, he's still loading up on his shots. Man, he is looking to take Gamont's head off, right? He's pushing forward, but Gamont has got that fast movement, right? He's got fast movement, and um, he he's just... Man, he, he's keeping Holtzman off balance, right? Keeping him off balance. He's pushing Holtzman to defence, right? Holtzman, he, he comes in, and Gamont hits a perfect right. Puts Holtzman down, and Gamont just follows up with ground and pound, and it is done. Now, it was shocking, right? Because you you figured if Holt, if sorry Gamont was going to win, it was probably... Um, a submission, right? Probably a submission or ground and pound, right? But you didn't think he was going to hearing KO Holtzman. And the right he landed basically did it, right? The ground and pound was just a garnish, but it was the right he landed. Oh, man. You know, just the way Holtzman was loading up in this fight, you thought Holtzman was, you know, he's the one capable of landing the big shot, but Gamont was just avoiding them. You know, great defence and all of that, but yeah. Man, Gamont, he looked impressive. Looked impressive. And he was still like, hey, this is what I do on a full count, but I will still take a short notice. I don't care. Everyone's going to get it. Which, hey, people, I don't think people want it from Gamont. I mean, come on, just, he laid it out for cats. He's come to fuck up the lightweight division. Woo! So, we are at the main event, right? And the big thing is, Kevin Holland, fast turnaround, 21 days since his last main event, where it wasn't the best, right? He He was taken down. And controlled. Now he avoided damage, but he couldn't get up. Couldn't get up. So we're like, what's gonna happen with this fight? Right? How is this? Now he definitely looked hungry. Definitely looked hungry and was talking a good talk leading in. So how will that translate to the night? Gotta say, he started off sharp. Landing very good kicks. And I think you could see that Holland had the better stand-up. Holland looked like he had the better stand-up. The Tory was going for takedowns. Holland was stuffing them. He was just like, oh, shit. This could be interesting. But 
gets into space and Pretori is able to get the fight to the ground. Gets it to the ground and it looks like he's holding Holland. Looks like he, he, he you know, he, Holland can't do anything. But then he hits a tremendous reversal. A tremendous reversal. Oh my God, it was so impressive. You know? And um, from top, Holland was landing some shots. It's back to the feet, you know? Holland's doing his thing. So we're going to the second round. Again, Holland, fast hands. He's doing some great work. Vittori does, you know, he's he's not shit on the ground. Let's not, you know, think that. On the feet, even. You know, he lands some counters, right? He lands a big counter, which allows him to get inside, and he hits a takedown. And, um, yeah, this time... He's landing shots. This time he's landing some shots from the top. All right. And you, you can see he's, he's marked up Holland's eye. Marked up his eye. And you're thinking, oh, oh, fuck. What, what, what's this going to mean? All right. What's this going to mean? But it was fine. It was fine. Holland, I mean, even though you could think he can't see well out of his eye. He lies to the doctor and fight continues. Right? Holland um Vittorio though gets a takedown. You know? Gets takedown and does his stuff. Right? Gets into mount, goes for a head and arm choke, but Holland he escapes it. Utilizing the Komora very well. Right? Which um allows him to get back to his feet. But every time Holland gets back to his feet, Vittori's able to get him down again. Get him down again. Which is just like, ah, man. And that was the thing. Now, it was interesting because after all the talk, you know, Vittori talks, I'm going to smash you, I'm going to do this. He he doesn't want to stand with Holland. Doesn't want to stand with him. Now, I get it, right? He he was getting ready for Teal. So to lose this fight, it's man, to that that's gonna fuck up all his plans. Right? Because he wants to get that Adesanya fight. He wants redemption against Adesanya. He wants to win the belt. He's hungry. So listen, I get all of that. Get it all. All I'm saying is the Tory talks a lot. And I I think it's impressive for Holland that he didn't get finished. And he didn't really look in trouble. For the most part. Right? There was more damage done in this fight than the Brunson fight. But still, Holland not, just didn't look like he was going to get finished. You know? So I think that is huge for Holland. Huge. And the fact he looked so good on the feet. You know, it's so good to the point where Vittori didn't want to fight him on the feet. Right? Now, he went toe-to-toe with Jack Manson on the feet. Right? But didn't want to go toe-to-toe with Holland. So I think that speaks a lot. It's definitely a good win for Vittori. But I will say, if Whitaker puts on a very good performance, or Gastelin even... That could get them the title shot. Because, I mean, although this was workmanlike, 
it wasn't that sensational oomph, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Now, with Holland, I'm like, he needs to go to a big camp. And I don't mean leave, you know what I mean? I don't mean leave his camp. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? Definitely stay where you are because you're a great spot. But I think go to a camp like um, American, um, ugh, kickboxing, American Kickboxing Academy. Like train with Daniel Cormier, or go to Henry Cejudo's. You know, go to um, Sarah BJJ. You know, work with someone of that caliber. You know, what I mean? and I think he can perfect his wrestling. Or he just needs to know how to stop getting taken down, right? Because now, from these fights, everyone's going to go, all right, I'm going to take him down. But if he can stuff those takedowns, oh, shit, we got problems, people, right? So that's what Holland needs to do. Hopefully, he does do it. Because Holland is a great fighter. And we saw the sparks of that. You know, it was just he got taken down way too easy. You know, and from everything DC and Cruz were saying, there was easy ways of blocking those takedowns, you know. So Holland just needs to get into a place where he can do that. And I have a feeling he's one of them cats that will pick it up quickly, you know. So we got some interesting things coming out of this card for sure. Definitely some good things. You know, Arland, Arnold Allen looks a beast. Julian Marquez. You know, Mackenzie Dern with their slick submissions. Man, you know, Gamont and um, Danu with their crazy KOs. Impa. What a great debut at the World Weight Division for Impa Kassan and I. You know, this... Hey, this fight, this fight card had some great fights, people. And it, next week, next week, we've got Whitaker against Gastelin. Man, shit don't stop, people. Man, I cannot wait. Okay, people. So, we have reached the end of another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look at some MMA news. And I think, hey, the big thing people are probably wondering, what did the Chiefs say? <laughs> yes, well, it has been confirmed. Travis Kels, Patrick Mahone and Ty Hill have all agreed to um, meet Julian Marquez for his um, pickleball battle. Pickleball. I don't even think we do that shit in the UK. And they do goofy shit in the UK, people. But yeah, so that is going to be going down. Um, I think Mahoney says he needs a couple of weeks. So let's see what the fuck happens, people. Now, in a, at a regional event, right, freestyle cage fighting, Jimmy Flick announced his retirement. 
Yeah. You mean at a great contender series? Uh, flying armbar debut. But he's got a great job. His wife has got a great job. They've got three kids. And he's just like, eh. I don't know if I need this fight Which, hey I get it You know what I mean Alright, so Next week Nathan Levy Was scheduled to fight Austin Hubbard But unfortunately Levy He was injured Had to withdraw So um, the Dakota Bush Is stepping in On short notice Yo, Dakota Bush And if you've seen that motherfucker fight in LFA Homie's got skills, son So, um, hey, that's a good fight And, um, yo If you, um, forgot Jimmy Flick was scheduled to be fighting Francisco Figueredo On the 8th of May Now he's retired JP Boys is stepping in and you know Boys is gonna want to make a big splash after the debut didn't go to plan. Alright, so we then jump to the 22nd of May and we've got Joshua Calabu will be fighting um, Shailan. Alright, so that's happening there. Then we jump to um, June. 26th of June, we've got a couple of big fights. First, Renato Morricano will be going up against Jai Herbert. Good to see Herbert get a new fight booked. And Ramazan Emev will be fighting Wally Alvarez. Yo, that's a good fight, people. So we are done. That is us. And, um, yo, we will be speaking about DMX on uh, Wednesday's Echo from the Chort Void, people. So, remember to stop by, check that out. And, um, yeah, we're going to be going deep, all right? So, until then, people, peace.